Hey everyone, saddle up and get yourself ready for the Horse Business Advice Podcast, where I share tips and insights for horse business owners around the world on all kinds of things to do with running your business. I'm Melody, online horse business coach, mother, lover of horses, collector of far too many saddle pads, and unicorn obsessed. I'm absolutely passionate about helping equine-related businesses get the confidence to move forward and get organized enough to be able to still have a life and a business at the same time. Now, I don't want you out there struggling to find the help you need, wondering what the hell to do next. I'm here to tell you that you do not have to go on this journey of horse business alone. So come along and join my free Facebook group, Equine Entrepreneurs Horse Business Advice, and be part of a really supportive and thriving community of horse business owners from around the world. Welcome, welcome. It's Melody here. And in today's episode of the Horse Business Advice Podcast, I want to talk to you about how to decide when and where and how often and what to post on your social media. If you are one of those people that finds that you are so drained every time you go onto social media, but you have to be there, you feel like you have to be there all the time, you get a sinking feeling when you have to go and open it up, then you could be heading for something that is really common and that's social media burnout. It really is a thing and it's really unfortunate. And to be honest, we don't want you to have social media burnout because we run our businesses and most of us use social media to support that business. Now you've heard me talk about this in the past in other podcasts, if you've listened to other podcasts, that uh, just relying on one platform of social media is just a horrible idea. So I still always encourage my clients to have an email list and a website, if at all possible, uh, to have as a backup and, you know, as evidence by social media accounts getting hacked and that sort of thing, you've all, always got to have a backup. But there's no denying the fact that social media can be amazing for small business and it can really help us connect with the right people, share our love of horses and what we're doing for them and make a profit from our business by selling our goods or services. So here's the thing. If you start looking up all the social media gurus, and I don't even know how does one become a social media guru, just a whole pile of people follow them and think that they're good, so they become a guru. But I don't think there's a single guru out there that would agree with every other thing that every other person out there says. And that gets really confusing. If you go and Google, you know, how many times should I post on my Facebook page a week, you're going to get 27 different opinions. And even within the horse business support network, if you ask different people, we're all probably going to say something different. So here I am just sharing my take on it from my years of experience helping the hundreds of horse business owners I have helped so far. And I'll say this with a, with a pinch of salt. Remember that social media is constantly evolving and changing. And so we have to constantly evolve and change with it. 
So what was working five years ago is not working now. So one of the things there is when you are talking to people and when you are reading blogs about this, <clears throat> pardon me, make sure that the information that you're reading is up to date. It wasn't published in 2017. Make sure it is published in the year that you are reading it. And that's really important. So some of the things that you might get told about social media is to post, you know, half a dozen times a day or post consistently every day or post only long form posts or post only videos or, you know, and then those of you who pour over your statistics and look at statistics every single day and wonder why yesterday's post didn't do as well as today's post, stop that right now. You're allowed to look at your statistics, but if you stress about it on a daily basis, you are missing the point. We want to look at patterns and trends, not individual posts. And also, it doesn't matter if one post doesn't perform and the other one does. What we care about is what is the conversion? Who's actually buying? Who's actually investing? But at the end of the day, if you have posts that's performing and doing super well, but nobody buys anything then that post hasn't done you any favours. So be mindful of that and don't lose sight of the goal, and that is to make sales or get bookings. Now, not every post is going to be literally converting to sales and bookings. Some of your posts will be used to just get your page out there and get it seen. So you see engagement posts all the time. And, you know, I've seen people say don't use engagement posts, so gurus, experts, whatever you'd like to call them. Don't use engagement posts because they're not selling and they're pointless. But my opinion is the point of them is not to sell something. That's never the point. The point is that if you have a post that performs really, really well because it's engaging and it's interesting and it's fun or it's confronting or whatever it is for whatever reason, then that post will then lift up all the other posts around it. It's kind of like if one post does super well, then the other ones are almost raised up to another level. So we do want to do engagement posts, but we don't want to take, get them to take over. So I recently had a look at someone's social media and I had to remind them that their engagement posts are amazing. Don't forget to throw in some sales posts every now and then. You know, at some stage back there, we were talking about, you know, 80% engagement posts and 20% sales posts. I'm not so sure about those numbers anymore. I'm not 100% convinced that's the right number. I actually think that it depends on your business, what it offers and what you do and how you do it. So I think that you have to think about your own business. Is your product um, super affordable and something that everybody needs you know are you selling something that you know hundreds of people will buy a week or are you selling something that is quite specific quite niche um, and super expensive or do you have a service where you can only take a certain amount of bookings from a certain amount of spaces like all of these things are going to affect and adjust how you manage your social media so the one thing that I can tell you is that you need to follow a bit of a recipe. And I've been saying this for years. And if you've heard me say it before, I'm just going to remind you with all of your social media, in fact, with any marketing activities for your business, the process that I get people to follow is to test, assess, adjust 
and repeat. So we just test, assess, adjust, repeat. So you can see what we're doing here. If you're going to try some social media, you have to do it properly. So do it for a couple of weeks. So 14 days of doing a certain thing and then you stop and then you assess it and then you adjust it and then you retest it and then you just keep going around and around in that cycle. You might have heard of split testing. You can do that with ads and things like subject lines in emails and all of that sort of things. But the idea of split testing is that you will do the same post, but one thing will be different. So it might be the image is different. It might be the audience that you've selected if you're using an ad is different. You might uh, use different text you might have a different call to action you might be focusing on a different thing for the people and then you'll just change one thing not everything just change one thing run those two posts side by side and then just figure out which one is performing better for you and remember if we're looking at performance remember we're looking for conversion so we're not necessarily stressing about how many people saw it or how many people liked it what we want to know is how many people clicked the link and bought it or booked in or downloaded the free thing. That's what we want to look for. So I haven't answered the burning question that so many people ask me. How often should I post? And the answer is going to vary. But what I can say to you is the algorithm, and I think almost everyone agrees on this, the algorithm favors consistency. So if you're going to get super enthusiastic and smash out three posts a day for two weeks and then realize that that takes up far too much freaking energy and you're exhausted and now you don't want to be on social media so you do nothing for the next three weeks, then that's not going to work for you. That is not a good approach. Instead, sit down and smash out those 50 odd posts that you smashed out spread them out a few days between each post if that's what you can keep up with so it needs to be manageable so what you don't want to be doing is waking up in the morning and feeling this immense pressure that you have to come up with a post today because your energy shows through what you post and at the end of the day people are going to either scroll on by or stop but you need to be ready to deal with whatever comes up for you in that day. So if you're super busy that day uh, and you can't come up with a post, then you slap something out there that's half-assed, that you didn't proofread or that's not the right messaging or it's not the right colours or it's not whatever it's supposed to be. You're better off not posting than posting. So if things have come up in your life and you are thinking, oh, I'll just, it's, you know, it's Tuesday, I've got to post on a Tuesday. Well, you don't. What you've got to do is post stuff that you can post. Now, if, uh, if, if video works for you, post some videos. If long-form posts work for you, post them. If short-form posts work for you, post them. There's no rules. There's no you must only use video. You must only use short-form posts. In fact, I encourage people to use all of them because some people absorb by watching video. Some people absorb when the, the text is short and concise. Other people absorb information when they've got a big long explanation. So I would never rule out one method. I would uh, use all of them. I would inter, intersperse between all of them. So use all the different options available to you. 
So I still have I still answered the question of how often should I post? Not really. Um, and so hopefully you're getting the idea that there is no answer. Now, for those of you who are aware, I offer a digital download product, which is called the 365 Day Prompter. And it shows you an idea a day for your social media. Now, don't get me wrong. Just by offering that product, saying it's a 365 day planner, uh, prompter, that it's it's an idea a day. Don't get me wrong. Don't make don't think that I'm saying you must post every single day. What I am offering in that product is an idea to get you started. And some of them are sales. So we'll say it might be here's an engagement post. Talk about this kind of thing. Talk about that kind of thing. Find an image of this. Find an image of that. But then we'll also remind you to do some sales stuff. So you could get that planner and you could just choose three or four of those posts instead of doing one a day. So that's something I mean, that's something that I offer and a lot of people have grabbed that and it's a great resource. So we'll we'll put a link at the um in the show notes for this podcast if you wanted to go and check it out. It's $29.99 no it might be $29.95 Australian dollars uh, which is 22 US or something around there and I'm just guessing off my head but that's in the general vicinity of it you can go and convert it yourself if you need to um, and that's a great product but at the end of the day whatever you do just be consistent. So if you feel like you can really manage three posts a week, then manage three posts a week. Don't forget to sell somebody something in one of those posts. So it's not all engagement posts. Don't get caught up in the, I've got to have my audience all firing. I've got to have them commenting. I've got to have them liking stuff. You do, but at the end of the day, your point is to make a profit. So your point is to actually sell stuff. So do remember to sell them stuff. So if you have a super engaged audience and you've got, you know, let's say you have 50,000 followers, if you do, lucky you, you've got 50,000 followers and they're super engaged, you could easily post a couple of times a day and still not reach even a quarter or a fifth of your audience. But you could easily do that if it suited you. If you've got a really small audience, if you've got 150 followers, and you're trying to build the page, then you could perhaps pull those posts down and do perhaps three or four a week, but make those three or four posts really count. So make them things that people will say, oh my gosh, me too. So that's a really good one. That's that's that me too, I identify with what you're saying. So if you can share stuff that people can look at and read and go, oh, yeah, me too. I feel like that. Or I've, I've had that. Or I experienced that. Or I understand that. That's a really good one to identify with people. Um, but again, then don't forget to offer them your stuff. Offer, tell them how to buy from you. Tell them how to book in from you. Don't just post a link and say, you know, purple sparkly saddle pads, uh, buy one here. Talk about them. These purple sparkly saddle pads. You're going to need your sunglasses for these ones. They're bright. They're purple. And you will stand out in the crowd. So grab yours now. So you want to have a little bit of interest. A little bit of language in it that is going to connect with your audience. So you know, if you know that you have all high level competitors 
in the dressage circuit, for example, and they use a certain kind of language and they, you know, perhaps they only like a certain kind of horse, then make sure that you are using the language that you know that they like and use make sure that you're talking about the things that they're interested in. Hopefully it actually works out that that's actually what you're interested in too because the chances are that you started your business because you were interested in something that you now do. So hopefully that all settles and works itself out. So I'll go back one more time and say, have I answered the question of how often should I post? Um, Hopefully now you have a bit of an understanding that there is no flat set answer. You have to decide for yourself. You have to figure it out and you might also need to test it. So you might, you know, if you might, if you decide that you only want to post twice a week, which I personally don't recommend, I would recommend being a little bit more consistent than that. If you want to post twice a week, then do that for six weeks and then have a look at what's happening with those posts, but also with your sales and then post four times a week and for another six weeks. And then have a look at your post reach and engagement and your sales and see if one or the other made a difference. Now, what you can't do is post four times a week for two weeks and go, well, that didn't work. Because one or two weeks is nowhere near enough time to test something like that. And I'm talking organic here. I'm not talking about advertising. I'm just talking about organically posting on your Facebook or Instagram or TikTok or wherever you're going to post. So have a think about what you can maintain, what's going to be consistent. And I recommend almost everybody should batch content and do it together. I know that I get when I get creative, once I start, I'm on a roll writing a post, I can tend to smash out 10 at the same time with the same level of energy, with the same level of enthusiasm. What that means is I don't have to turn that energy and enthusiasm on or force it out of myself, which I personally find very difficult. Um, And I used to be a graphic designer years and years and years ago. And one of the reasons why I left that industry was that I did struggle to turn the creativity on at a certain time of the day when it was needed and that became stressful because there would be deadlines looming and I worked in uh, you know sort of corporate environments so there wasn't a lot of super creative stuff so sometimes I was dealing with really dry subjects like you know how to save money on your electricity or um, you know something interesting in the legal division if there is anything at all interesting in there those are the kinds of industries I worked in. So I really struggled to switch it on and switch it off. And, you know, I might come up with a brilliant idea in the middle of the night, but by the time I get to work, it was gone. Um, and I found that really stressful. So for me, writing social media, once I get going, I don't stop because I don't know when it's going to start again. And I, you know, as a human being, that is how so many of us work. I would find it beyond stressful to have to wake up every day and think of what to write on my social media. Posts come to me as, you know, in the middle of the day or I'll often, of course, I am on coaching calls with horse business clients most days in this business 
And so I might come off a client and go, that would make a great post if I could talk about that and use that information that, you know, we've just been talking about. So that I'll often do that kind of thing. But wake up in the morning, give me a fresh blank piece of paper and I'm going to stare at that blankly for quite some time. So if you're anything like me, I recommend that you sit down. And, and one thing that I get my clients to do is write an idea of all of their posts. So we did a sticky note um, planning session in the Brands Trust and that was really cool. And people came up with so many ideas, it was overwhelming for some of them. But what you do is you get a sticky note and you just write on that sticky note one idea. So, you know, write a post about setting boundaries in your business. And that's obviously relevant to me. Then another one you might like a post about um, doing your massing. Another one might be how often to post on social media. And I just write those as a prompter and then I will come back and actually then write the actual post. Because when you sit down to write one post, the chances are you're going to have three ideas. You're going to sit down and you're going to go, should I write a post about, you know, stretching horses before you ride? Or should I write a post about how to tell if they're in pain? Or should I write a post about um, making sure that your saddle fits? Well, the answer is you should write a post about all of those things if that's your line of business. So if you've got those ideas, then write those posts all at the same time. So for those people out there saying that batching content is not genuine, I don't know, um, I'd like somebody to give me a call, please, and tell me how you switch it on every single day um, and how you help your clients manage that every single day because that's too freaking overwhelming for my opinion. And I don't know too many clients that I've worked with that could manage creating posts for multiple different platforms on a daily basis and run their business and have a life and feed their kids and husband and whatever else they have to do. Uh, it's just too much. So batching content is a really good idea. And then you can sit down and plan it out and say, all right, I've written 20 posts and I'm done. So I'm going to make these 20 posts fit into the next month. And then like if something comes up in the middle and this, I did this all the time. If something comes up in the middle, just go ahead and post it then and there on the spot. So if you watch my social media, some of the stuff is written ahead of time and some of it is just in the moment. Uh, and I find that is a quite a good mix and it works quite well for me. And that also may work for you. You may decide that if you come up with an idea for a brilliant post, you may decide that it can wait until the end of the line. Like if you've already scheduled stuff out for a year, um, scheduled stuff out for a month, then you can actually, you know, put it, just tack it on the end of that month. It's not too many people that schedule it out to the end of the year. But I was thinking of a particular client when I was saying that, who actually has planned her social media for the next 12 months using my 365 day planner. I don't know anybody else that's ever done that. The theory is great. But um, the sense of commitment this client has got is just incredible. And I commend her for uh, how far ahead she's, she's planned it. And I'm, I'm dying to hear in 12 months time how that worked for her long term and how she, how she um, felt being so under control and so organized um yeah it was just uh it was as I looked at it and just went oh I don't even know if I could do that but it was pretty amazing 
So there's a challenge for you is to, if this client can plan 12 months of posts at a time, then you can do a month, pretty sure. So hopefully that has answered a few questions for you. Like I say, you're going to get different information for different places. You have to decide for yourself what suits you, what suits your business, what suits your energy level, but also test it, assess it, adjust and repeat. So make sure that you are actually taking notice of what's happening. If you drop down and you only post once a week for six weeks, what actually happens? Does the engagement drop off? Do the sales continue to roll in or do they stop as well? That is also going to tell you how effective your social media is or is not. So go forth, do some planning, have a think about it. And if you want to check out my 365 day planner, please uh, find the link in the show notes or you can also find it on my website. All right, guys, have a great day. Catch you next podcast.